What do you get when you combine a licensed professional counselor who loves lifelong physical fitness with a strength and conditioning coach who loves mental development? You get Jonathan Pishner and Jerry Hanley, two guys who love to help you find ways to fix problems that will improve your life through what they call asymmetric habits, specific changes you can make with outsized payoffs. Hello, hello, hello. I almost said morning, 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 but it is 1.26 p.m. here, so hopefully that coffee kicks in. But welcome, everybody, to another broadcast here of our Next Steps series with Jonathan and Jerry. And I got my good friend JP from Apex Counseling, and then, of course, myself here. I run Viking Performance Training. But today, live, it is October 28th, so it is trick-or-treat Halloween weekend, but... Um, probably much more specific to today's broadcast is this also means we're on the precipice of the winter holidays. So, you know, like Thanksgiving is next month. Um, people will also start already thinking, decorating for Christmas, getting those plans, those thoughts together, which while, you know, there's a lot of good times for a lot of people, thankfully it can also create a lot of bad situations or, less than positive mental and emotional states for others. So this is the one I've heard uh, JP talk about, you know, for several years. So, you know, go ahead and take, take over my man. So uh, the reason we're talking about this in late October, instead of uh, November, December is uh, there's a lot of things people can do to make their holidays way better than they usually are. Cause this is usually a stressful time for people, but you need time to prepare. And so if we, if we did this uh, basically like the week before Thanksgiving, it's kind of too late. Uh, too many things are locked into place already. So that's why we're talking about this early. So one of the things that uh, is, is important is not a lot of people think about, uh, and, and I, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if Jerry's ever heard this, uh, this part of the quiz. What's the actual point of a holiday? I mean, yeah, theoretically, it would let's, it would be to think about or honor whatever they put the holiday on. But I would say the actual number of people that do that is pretty slim. See, see that's what a lot of people guess. But if, if you look at uh, what holidays were originally meant for, they're meant to be breaks. They're meant to be rest and recuperation in some form or fashion. And they might have a theme. There might be rest and recuperation with gift giving. Or they might be rest and recuperation, uh, but with extra focus on relationships like Valentine's Day. But always a holiday is, is actually meant to be some sort of break. Uh, and that's what they originally were meant for uh, when they would give, you know, the peasants uh, a number of days off a year, basically to keep them from getting so angry and uh, that they would actually rebel. And a lot of people lose focus on that the point of a holiday is rest and recuperation. Because one of the reasons I talk about this so much is there, there's a few people who, who have holiday stress that's not solvable through what we're about to talk about today. But there's an awful lot of people who can solve their holiday stress to a great degree if they would refocus on what's the point of this. It's actually rest and recuperation. So if we look at it through that lens... And then we look at how people treat their actual holidays. Some of the problems become immediately obvious. 
how many people do you know that try and make it to three Thanksgiving meals on the same day? Oh yeah. Lots. <laughs> yeah. Where's the rest? I, I, I don't see any rest there. Uh, how many people drive themselves mad, try to get like perfect Christmas presents or worse yet, overspend or go into debt buying Christmas presents? Like, I mean, how many times have you seen that? Uh, and, and just on and on, like, like, like I could belabor the list for probably 10 minutes. Uh, and what happens is people make a ton of choices that they think are required of them. And sadly, it defeats the entire purpose of having a holiday uh, at all. And, uh, you know, one of them that, that always holds a, a very special place whenever I talk about this is who people choose to see. One, uh, you know, of course, so, sometimes I choose to be a little crass in my counseling. Uh, and so one of the things I tell many of my clients, if we have a good enough relationship that they they kind of know who I am a little bit is, is that one of the things that the holidays do not require is it does not require that you hang out with assholes or people you don't like. Uh, so many people. Title the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, I, I didn't even notice that's what you titled it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so many people spend time around family members or, or you know, friends or i mean perhaps not friends but but in some way spend time around people who are toxic to them and if i was to pick out one thing that's destructive to rest and recuperation the most is that it's it's hanging out with people who are toxic to you so one of the reasons we're talking about this today is because if people wanted to try and implement something this holiday season uh we're basically giving over right, right about a month for Thanksgiving and nearly two months for Christmas for people to like pull together some new way of handling things. So um, I, I know uh, I've seen you scribbling madly. So I, I assume that means you've got some ideas about like things you want to ask. I am. Yeah. I'm trying to keep myself very on point here. With it. Uh, well, one, I was like, yeah, I had not thought about that at all with the, with the point of a holiday being rest and recuperation and, you know, nerd that i am i couldn't help but think but you know that was even that's even disappeared from our common language and because that used to be when you said a holiday I mean, when people would say a holiday like just like you said it used to simply mean like a break it was the term for a vacation or just time off like i mean i'm going to go on a holiday it, 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 and it's still properly used that way in europe they'll say they're on holiday exactly but yeah like that's just like it's completely it's, or it's almost completely disappeared from at least the yeah, american conversation in that term now it almost exclusively means specific day you know authorized by someone else to not work or do something like that uh, which is which is nuts. And the other thing I was thinking of with that is I think a lot of people because of that, and you know, it's not correct, but because it's it's a day off of work for most people, that's one of the biggest ways they even if they even if they they work somewhere where they might work, um, I mean, I would say with the exception of those people, otherwise, most holidays people think of as a day I don't have to work or a day things aren't open. So they think of it superficially as a day of like, as a day off, but they're only mm -hmm. thinking about it in terms of, I don't have to work or places aren't open, but they don't think about any of the other 
facets of actually recovering and resting a little bit. Or, or worse yet, they're thinking of it in terms of the new special responsibilities they have for that specific day. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not going to be automatic. Like just because you don't have a day at work doesn't mean that it's going to feel um, restful. I mean, you know, you can almost take that one step further, like with vacations themselves. You know, how many people come back from a vacation feeling like they need a vacation from the vacation? <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And like I said, like it's, you know, for different reasons, but that same idea of putting so much extra stress on themselves and not being and not thinking about it, not preparing accordingly. Right. So, yeah. Um, and what's actually like, what's funny to me is how much this is not only kind of fallen to the wayside with modern perspective, but it's actually a, um, these stresses have actually become a sense of comedy to a lot of people in a lot of ways. Like it's, it's known and recognized enough where it's source material for comedy. Like, you know, think of how many Christmas movies there are of, you know, like dads competing against each other for, you know, Christmas, like, you know, like, like uh, Jingle Bells or I can't remember any of the names of any of them, by the way. Um, you think of Jingle All the Way is the one you're thinking away, of. Yep. And like uh, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, you know, like, yeah. like getting too many people together in a house. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I, I had never thought of it that way, but, but you're right. This is, this problem is so well known and has been so well known enough for so long that it, it's, it's the source material for comedy which in a way is almost a self-perpetuating cycle because then it becomes like, oh, here's the expectation that I'm going to, you know, go do all of this crazy stuff. Yeah, I, I know people, I don't know any that I know of who are like actually feeling this like a need, but I do know people who are very competitive with like Halloween decorations right now. Like I'm going to be the best one on, on the street. I'm gonna oh, 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 I know those guys. You know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like so yeah like the fact that there's so much of this based on that like, it, instead of the like i said just instead of focusing on the rest and recovery on it um so to bring it back i know one of the things you mentioned about with i know, like i know that one of the key issues here is that even people who may do a pretty good job of minimizing being around people that are toxic to them a lot of them may still feel like that require there is that requirement to see family. Like, you mm -hmm. know, they're my family. I have to see them. And again, like this can be friends too, if they're like multiple families get together or things like that. But if we're going to get low hanging fruit, you know, a pretty common net here is not everybody gets along great with everybody in their family. Right. And so what, like, what is some of your advice or tools, you know, for people who, may do a pretty good job most of the time, but again, they're still mentally stuck in that I have to see my family at this point. Well, so one of the things that is a good stepping stone, instead of just saying, okay, well, here's a bunch of people I now want to not see to implement this. A, a, a better stepping stone for a lot of people is to find some way to limit the time. Because uh, one of the things that happens to a lot of people is spending time with their family is perfectly fine for 12 hours that like, like, like everybody can be nice and civil and non-toxic for that amount of time. But if we start getting up to 16, 24, 36 hours, it, it starts to degenerate quickly. And so one of the things that I often encourage people to think of is like, okay, you're, you're maybe you're not willing to completely not see toxic folks over the holidays. Can you shorten it in some way? 
you know, you, you have heard me rail time and time and time again about American work culture. However, one of the nice things about American work culture is if you say you have to work, nobody bats an eye. Nobody thinks about it. That's just like, oh, yeah, of course you have to work. Oh, man, that's so true. <laughs> so uh, one of the things I've often encouraged people to do is, is like, okay, can you shorten the time? And can you just maybe hide behind work as the excuse? Uh, because obviously it, it creates its own set of problems if you were to say, uh, I'm only spending eight hours with the family because after that you guys become toxic. Like that, right. that that's just going to craft a whole new set of problems to solve. Yeah this, is, yeah, this is definitely a situation where the words you choose matter. <laughs> it's yeah. like very much. The, and, um, and, and, and let's let's be let's be very clear because because I, I, I'm always I'm always very hesitant anytime uh, we talk about even a hint of of like dishonesty. That that's really not ideal. That's not ideal. Uh, but but it, what we're talking about is stepping stone stuff for the express purpose of being being able to move a holiday from stressful to restful. So so. If that has to happen in service of that, then it's not ideal. But like when you deal with toxic people, you know, sometimes you have to make choices that aren't aren't necessarily ideal and, and not being fully honest. Sometimes it just has to happen with toxic people, which is sad. But here we are. Uh, so I always, I always want to make sure to make it clear that that's uh, an important thing to, to point out that it's, it's not good to, to throw in dishonesty just blithely. Right. But the, the important thing is the stepping stone is find some way to limit the time. Uh, you know, some people will will do really stuff if we sat and thought about it. Uh, it is really crazy. Like they'll, they'll hang out with their family for an entire week and, and know that after two days that it's just completely destructive to them. And every, everybody's going to be different. But so start figuring out if you're going to want to try and implement this somewhat. Figure out who are the people that are, that are toxic, who are destructive to your to your mental state and figure out what's the amount of time you need to reduce it to to make it be somewhat OK. Uh, and because everybody's different, it's hard for me to then get get too specific after that, because, it you know, it really becomes ju a juggling act after that. Mm -hmm. um, so like I, I'm with you fully on especially like the whole thing, but then especially on the try not to be dishonest about it. And like thinking about it, you know, like I'm sitting there thinking of like solutions or actions while listening to you. Like one of those things you could do is, you know, like let's say that you don't have something, but that doesn't mean, let's say if you're preparing, you could actually put something there, especially if it is a job, you know, especially if you have some rules, like, you know, you can go and actually request to possibly work the holiday shift. And chances are, you know, not always, but at least in depending on that, you may end up with overtime pay, holiday pay, et cetera. So just a little silver lining there. And then, but maybe you, can also, then maybe you can also take some time right before that or right after that off. Because like, like we said, like there's no, there's no actual magic situation around the day itself, which makes it rest and recovery. So maybe you take a, a day, a couple of days before or after the holiday off. And um, it's something that could go hand in hand with that or just another way to do it is I'm thinking, too, you know, when you have like uh, you know, there's tons of different situations, there's infinite combinations here. But let's say you have, you know, like your family and 
there's that you know there's the ones you actually love and love to see like and you just have a great relationship with all the time you wish you could see them more and then there are the ones who just do not have, feel that way and you feel toxic so maybe you can do this and maybe you can set it up to where you go see like you go see the ones that you that you love and have a great relationship with a little bit a little bit before or maybe after you make a plan and go see them then and maybe and maybe avoid the time when the toxic ones are going to be there yeah, yeah, that, that's uh, uh, those are those are several really good ones, um, and, and it shows what how quickly like like if if you give yourself permission to limit the time or not be around certain people, how quickly you can start coming up with strategies and solutions instead of spending the next two months stressing yourself out over it. Uh, you know, if we think of uh, of another good step, and th this one's not for everybody because it's not as easy necessarily, but it, it, it's oftentimes a good one and a useful one. Uh, learning how to say no or set boundaries in good ways can oftentimes make this a little better too. So, so sometimes a person is toxic to you, not because they're a horrible toxic person, but because talking about certain things oh, is yeah. stressful. Yeah, that's a great point to make. You know, let, let's let's take very common parent-child interactions, like, like adult parent to adult child. Uh, you know, a lot of those interactions, at least the ones I end up helping my clients with, have to do with different forms of like kind of nagging and and well-meaning harassment around you know this life choice or that life choice. Yes. Yes. You know? Oh, you, you know, I mean, you wouldn't be in this position if you just become an accountant like I told you to or, or who knows? I mean, there's so many flavors. of it. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that can be done is, is if a person learns to lovingly and, and without like anger say, no, I'm not talking about that. Like, no, if, if you bring this up, I got to go because I have no interest in talking about it. That can sometimes work reasonably well, too, and it doesn't require you to cut the time. It requires you to cut the conversation or the topic that become, can become toxic. But notice how quickly like that skill level has to jump up, like avoiding being there is way easier than how to say no. Like we could we right. could do, a, we could do a non podcast series on how to say no. <laughs> <laughs> right. And like you said, like topic is such a big one. I mean, I would, like without knowing anything about about actually talking to as many, as many people as you do about this. Um, I mean, I can like, I can see where topic would seem more, even more common than like you said, just actually bad relationships. Like I love my parents. This isn't me by the way, but like, I love my parents. I love my family until politics comes up. I mean, I feel that has to be an enormous one. Um, I love my parents. I love this until I mean, heck, actually, outside of politics, I don't even know what other ones come up because that one just seems so all-encompassing for so many people when it comes to a lot of those passionate differences that people have that they can get very quickly worked up about. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, yeah, like if you're the one, if you're the one who has better control uh, of that type of like impulse, and you can avoid bringing things up that you know are controversial within that group, awesome, and do that. Um, I would. I feel like that would also give you some responsibility in a way to possibly be a diffuser if they do come up or at least try. But what if you are not? So if you're not that person and those topics come up, what is something like, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, like pick up your dinner plate and go to another room. <laughs> it's like, who knows? But 
<laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, that's, you know, uh, that's uh, a perfectly obvious one. Like, like, instead of leaving, leaving where you're at entirely, but, you know, leaving the room, like, okay, time to go hang out on the porch for a little bit. Um, and, you know, in a way, kind of clearly demonstrating like, all right, I'm not going to be around for the toxic part of this. Uh, yeah, that, that's absolutely a wonderful strategy. Uh, you know, I, I've had a couple of clients who have uh, tried out the strategy of deciding to run an errand in those moments and just like avoiding it that way. Uh, clients who have children have a tendency to, to, especially with young children, be like, oh, well, you know, let me let me uh, take the baby in for their feeding uh, and, and kind of finding ways to contrive to, to get out of those temporarily while the top toxic subject passes. Um, so yeah, the, again, a, mil, a million and one different solutions there available if a person can get into that problem-solving mindset and and knows that it's okay to just get out. So if um, oh shoot, I almost forgot what I was going to say. I didn't almost forget what I was going to say. I actually completely forgot what I was going to say. Oh, okay, never mind. It came back. <laughs> um, so let's say you know, like with these, there's a chance you know that like the the harder a hard conversation may come up with this if a person feels like actually either simply questioning if you're avoiding them um or or even outright calling out calling it out you never know you know a lot of it will depend on how confrontational possibly these other people might be so in those situations where you're you're trying to make these preparations you either do them ahead of time and and like I said like minimize time that you're there or even just seem to be working yourself away from toxic conversations if like a, if one of these family members or just toxic relationships calls you straight out or pretty much or questions you what would be like a good simple like a good simple script almost for somebody to follow just to feel a little more prepared in that type of situation so so two things number one because you've asked the question that is like most anxiety provoking to most people I figured. <laughs> so, 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 so let, 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 let me say that, that most people will never have to answer this question because uh, most of the time people are not nearly as observant as we think they could be. They're not nearly as good mind readers as they, as we think they could be. Uh, there is a small number of people who will pick up on the avoidance but if if it's done with even a modicum of skill, most toxic people will be too busy being toxic to be observant. Uh, so happily, I mean, yeah, honestly, like that, yeah, that's just great to hear for that situation. I'm like, that's awesome, good. <laughs> yeah. So so if you're worried about that, if you're listening to this and worried about it, ninety percent chance you will not have to answer that question. Now, if you are one of the unlucky ten percent, that this is this is a really good question. Uh, at that point, it's pretty much whatever choice you would like to make out of the numerous bad choices. Because if the if a toxic person confronts you about avoiding them, what is the non-toxic solution? Uh, you know, you can say, yes, I don't like you and I've never liked you. Yeah, that's really going to make things a lot better, right? <laughs> Although, I mean, you know, points for a bold strategy if you choose to, to do that one. Uh, you know, you can be dishonest and say, no, no, it's just this or that, which, you know, as I've already expressed, I'm not a huge fan of doing that. But if you have to, I mean, that's, you know, whatever. 
you know, or probably several other things I'm not thinking of, just changing the subject or or whatever. Uh, but yeah, well, once once it arrives at that point, there's not a lot you can do that's going to make it terrific. But the the nice thing is you almost always have the ultimate option. If necessary, let's say a toxic person confronts you and they just make it bad and bad and bad and bad. Most people listening to this are going to have the option to leave and to leave completely. Most people will have driven their own car to the thing and can get in their car and drive away. Uh, so you always have an escape button. One of the things that's most horrifying uh, about the stress that this causes, pe people feel like they're trapped. But most people actually aren't. Sadly, there are a few people who will either not be able to leave for transportation issues or, or have some other thing. But, but a lot of people listening to this, if you absolutely have to, you can put your suitcase in the car and put your spouse and or child in the car and drive right away and get out of the situation. Hopefully it doesn't come to that, but, but uh, at least knowing you have the option removes the disempowered feeling. And at least if you're staying in the situation, you, you're, you're recognizing that you have a choice to stay or a choice to go. And even just that, even if you do the exact same behavior, it feels much better. Doesn't, it make, doesn't mean it feels good, by the way, just to be clear. It makes it feel better than the other thing, which is feeling powerless. We both just took a drink of coffee like a half second apart. <laughs> um, Funny, like uh, a quote that just suddenly came to mind, or to paraphrase it, it's from, I believe, the Four Agreements. And it mentions how humans are the only creature on Earth to pay for the same mistake more than once. And God, you know, isn't that true? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, like animal, you know, if animal makes a mistake, I mean, assuming it's not like a, a fatal thing, but otherwise they make it, they, as far as we know, they forget. Maybe they even learn to do better, but they're not thinking like they're not beating themselves up about it. And that is human experience de facto all across the board is everybody has that, you know, those. And it's crazy as you know, we're really, as far as I know, we're the only ones who will beat ourselves up over something that hasn't happened to us, too. <laughs> you, you know, so it definitely goes both ways with that. And so think about how I think it's very valuable to kind of know that in these situations as well because like i said like chances are, like uh, until you become almost like lack of a better term good at this or just you 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 get in that rhythm like you tried some of your exit strategies or minimizing strategies and found out they worked i feel like there's almost always going to be you know that nervousness or that stress that anxiety until it actually happens and you get to the other side again that's just the way that we're wired so mm -hmm. remembering that so much of that is going to make that being aware that thinking about it will make it worse <laughs> can help you almost just like at least keep it on a, like a little calmer, a, a little more consistent and at least wait it out until it happens and you try out your strategy. And then especially if you see success, feel a lot better about it for the future. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and one of the reasons I gave the, uh, the the time limitation strategy instead of just the don't go it, is because when you try that and you see that it works it, it's basically a little bit of exposure therapy it's like oh this worked everything was fine so maybe maybe if this was still not very good maybe next year i i, I limit it a little more or i change how i'm limiting it or something 
Um, I do want to point out one that's that's much less generally usable, but since since still a fair number of people find it useful, uh, uh, I'll point this one out as well. Because many families are not fully toxic. Many families have one or two members that are a problem. Yeah. Uh, and most of those families are aware which member that is. Uh, and what, one of the strategies that some people have found awfully helpful is uh, saying to the organizer, let's let's just say it's your parents, but it could be somebody else, saying, look, um, I've had it up to here with having to deal with Cousin Eddie at Christmas. I am not going to do that anymore. Please tell me when he'll be there, and I will either visit before or after. I will not be there during his visit. And a lot of people have uh, found that successful in a couple of ways. Way number one is they'll just tell you and you could just be there when, uh, with, when the toxic person is not present. Uh, but also some families end up then adjusting the toxic member and saying, uh, okay, my kid didn't come to Christmas last year because of you. So you either got to figure out your business or you are not coming ever again. That's awesome. Uh, like I said, that's, that's a much less generally useful strategy than, than, than some of the others. And most people are not ready to implement it because that's, in a way, that's a hard conversation to have. It's way easier to exercise avoidance than it is to have that conversation. But for the people who feel ready to try that and, and uh, you know, feel like they could, could do that, I at least want people to know that that does work more often than people imagine it does. Fantastic information, my man. Yeah. So before we go, you know I have to recap. I got because uh, yeah. here, here, here's the important thing: we gave strategies for how to not be around toxic people during the holidays. But the the most important thing, if I had to highlight the bullet point, it's really the thing we said at the beginning: holidays are for rest and recuperation. If that is not happening, there's almost no point to having them. So whatever you're doing, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and all of the uh, uh, holidays that are around those times, New Year's, uh, non-Christian religious holidays like Hanukkah, all of them. Whatever choices you're making, make sure you're making choices that lead to rest and recuperation because that's the entire point of this conversation is, is to make sure people can actually get through these and recover instead of it just being a great big ball of stress like many people accidentally make it. And guarantee that, yeah, like you, any of the, anyone in this type of situation takes these steps, even if it's not a toxicity issue and it's simply a, I guess, stressed out during the holidays issue, like again, the, the change, the difference you will feel afterwards going back into your normal routine will be like, will be, will be huge. Like you will notice something very, very big. So, For right, sure. Appreciate it as always. I knew this was going to be a good one. It's going to reach a lot of people. And I think it was also really like quite good strategy to have it this far ahead in advance. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So for those of you listening live or soon, happy trick-or-treating, happy Halloween. And for those of you maybe catching a little bit later, happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> See y'all. See you guys later.